Hi, this is Elaine. We've hosted guest experts on impactparents.com every week since 2011. And since 2017, they've been podcast style interviews. Now we're dipping into those archives to share these fascinating conversations with leading world experts on the Parenting with Impact podcast. Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Elaine and Diane are certified coaches with personal experience raising children with challenges such as ADHD, anxiety, and more, and extensive experience in guiding parents to raise their complex kids with confidence and calm. On the podcast, Elaine and Diane interview experts, bringing you cutting-edge information about your child's challenges, teach you real-life strategies to create lasting change, and demonstrate how coaching can guide you to parent your complex kids one conversation at a time. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Welcome, everybody. It's Elaine Taylor-Klaus with Impact ADHD, your online resource for parents of complex kids. And I am really happy today to welcome Alana Stock. Is that how you pronounce your last name? That's right. Awesome. Got it right. You know, when you know somebody, but you don't realize you don't know their last name. Anyway, so Alana Stock is working (laughs) at Camp Kodiak. Welcome. We're so glad to have you. Thank you very much. So I'm happy to be here. It's so exciting. We've, we, we've been a long time planning this conversation. So schedules um, mm-hmm. make it difficult sometimes. Let me tell you guys a little bit about Alana. She has been working at Camp Kodiak since it began in 1991. And that's because it was started by her father, Dave, who really introduced her to the camping world when she was three years old. So you might say this is sort of a family business and then some, right? Uh, So then she followed her father's footsteps, became a teacher, and then later working with students who were struggling in school academically, socially, emotionally. She worked as a guidance counselor in a middle school for several years. And then after 15 years of teaching, Alana moved to the year-round position of director of Camp Kodiak, and she now spends 10 months preparing for the two months she spends for future successful summers with with campers. And and Camp Kodiak, um, tell us where it is, Alana. We're about two and a half hours north of Toronto, Ontario, in a beautiful area known as Cottage Country. Cottage Country. I love that. Yeah, an amazing lake. It's not very big. It's big enough so we can do lots of fun activities like water skiing and wakeboarding and sailing and canoeing, but it's not so busy that we have a lot of traffic. Awesome. So we're, we're very fortunate in that way. Great. Well, so Alana has, has agreed to come talk to us today about choosing summer camp for kids, complex kids, kids with ADHD, learning disabilities, high-functioning autism, kids who, who really benefit from summer experiences, probably more than typical, neurotypical kids, but sometimes need a, a more specialized environment with a better trained staff, right? So let's talk a little bit about what are some of the, what's some of the advice you can offer parents who are looking for summer programs for their kids, summer camps in particular, what do they want to look for? They want to look for a program that is going to offer a program and an experience where their kids are going to be successful. And that's what's really important. And in finding that program, 
they need to be completely honest with the camp director of what their campers' needs are, what their goals are for their camper that summer, and even if there are specific strategies that are really helpful. Because camps want kids to be successful as well. They don't want to have to make that phone call where they're saying that that it's not a good fit and they can't accommodate the kids' needs. They want kids to be successful and to feel great about themselves and to leave on that high and walking taller and feeling proud of all of their accomplishments. And so they need to make sure that honesty is right there so that camps can determine whether or not their program is going to meet the campers' needs. Great. So there were so many things in that, and I sort of want to break it down. But um, the Mm -hmm. the concept that that we teach often is setting kids up for success. And so the first thing I hear is we want to set kids up for success in the summer by by choosing a program that really is a fit for them and not trying to fit them into the box of another program. That's right. And it's wonderful because many camps nowadays have inclusion programs. And they're trying to include as many campers with as many different needs, which is wonderful, but it's not always the best fit for them. For each kid, right. So we want to make sure it's a good fit and that there's a real focus on setting the kids up for success. So the other thing I heard you talking about was identifying a kid's needs and then what's the parent's Mm -hmm. goals. So can we talk about each of those a little bit? Absolutely. So in terms of needs, Parents need to be very specific about their camper, what their strengths are, what their challenges are, behavioral needs, medical needs, all of these things come into play. Even finding out if they're an only child or if they have siblings, because only children, and I'm the mother of an only child, he's very different than my sister's kids who have who have siblings. And so there are certain things that are inherently learned in a household with more children than when they're on their own. And so all of that information is really helpful in determining what that camper might be like in a camp environment. So when a parent understands those differences, what do they do with that information? They need to share it. And they need to share it explicitly. So if a camper has had a really hard school year and there were specific incidents that happened at school, the parent needs to be forthright and share those incidents as well because it's only fair to all of the other kids who are coming and their parents to know what their cabin mate is dealing with. I I know that when we have campers whose behavior is challenging, we want to make sure that we can work with them And if our staff and our program is not equipped to do that, we want to try and direct them towards a program where they will be able to meet those needs. Right. Because not every camp... Let me ask you a question, if I may, because I think almost I want to step back a little bit because you're talking about once you've chosen a program, you want to communicate really effectively with a camp. But I think Mm -hmm. there may be a step before you choose the program because I don't think you would necessarily, or you tell me, would you necessarily disclose all of that information while you're looking for a program? I think it is important to disclose that while you are looking because the camp can't determine if they're going to be a good fit, possibly, unless they have all of the information. And you also won't be able to narrow down your options without disclosing that information. So there's no point in, in just 
glossing over some important details to narrow down your own selection, you want to make sure that you're narrowing it down based on what is going to be the best fit for your camper. Mm-hmm. So are there sort of a couple of questions that, that as parents are trying to just create a list in the first place that, that you might encourage them to ask of a camp? It really depends on what the needs of the camper are, mm-hmm. but great questions are, can I meet the director? Can we set up a meeting? Mm-hmm. Because if a director is willing to meet with that camper or do it via Skype or some other kind of technology-based meeting so that there's a face-to-face so that the camper can ask all the questions that they want, the parents can ask all of the questions that they want, the director can ask questions of the parents and the camper, and people can just get to know each other better. That's really important. You want to make sure that you're comfortable sending your kid away to a summer camp where you're not going to see them and interact with them for a few days or a few weeks or even a couple of months is a really big step and you want to feel confident that you have chosen well for your camper and that camp has chosen a camper who's going to do well in their program. That's great. So the other thing I heard you say was goals, parents' goals. What are some of the goals Mm -hmm. parents might have or consider before sending their kids away to summer camp? It really depends on the camper again. For many of our campers, their social skills goals. Many of our campers are rock stars at camp, but at home, they really don't have any true friends. And so for some of them, it's meeting and maintaining one friend. And so the goals will really depend based on the camper and their needs. But that is something that's really common with all of our campers are those social skills goals. So So if parents meeting people to to have some social goals, and and I'm guessing related to that may be some emotional management, right? Mm -hmm. Around helping kid learn to to overcome obstacles or handle frustrations or those kinds of issues that are fairly typical in our population, right? Yes, because if they learn how to manage those frustrations or little aggravations in a more socially appropriate manner, then they're going to be able to make and keep those friends and not push people away. Right. So, so parents may be looking for, a, if their goal is social or emotional development, or the mm-hmm. other thing I'm sort of hearing the subset of that may be just fostering independence. That might be another mm-hmm. thing parents might, might be looking for in the summer. And then those are some of the questions they might ask how the camp might do that. What do they do right. to foster mm-hmm. social connection or whatever, right? What about training for staff? Tell us a little bit about That's that. really important as well. One of my nieces works at a camp and she really wishes that their training week was more intense, dealt more with a lot of the subjects that she knows that we cover in our training with our staff because we're very specific about many different things because of the nature of our camp. We talk a lot about different diagnoses and what that looks like and how to meet the kids with those different diagnoses. Um, We look at teaching methodologies and behavior management strategies Mm -hmm. and how to develop social skills, positive social skills, and how to take them from one level to the next level, and how to get them to use, to borrow Rick Lavoie's term, a social autopsy, and to really get them more Mm self-aware. And so 
staff training is so important because you want to make sure that the people who are going to be, in essence, the parents of your kid for a few days, weeks, or months, you want them to be equipped with the knowledge and experience of how to best meet your kids' needs. Yeah. Well, I was just, I was just sort of flashing back as you were speaking to, to when my oldest child was about eight and we were starting to look at this issue. And, and a therapist, psychologist said to me, you know, you want to consider this is a camp you might look at. This one, their staff is really young. And you may not mm-hmm. want to send her to a place with a bunch of young teenagers. You may want to find a camp with some who hires teachers in the summer with a little bit more mature staff. So part of it was, was about staff training. And the code word there for parents, just for everybody listening, is behavior management. If they're teaching mm-hmm. their staff behavior management skills, then you know they're teaching their staff how to manage complex kids, how to work with complex kids. Right. Would you agree with that? That's right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And and I like the, the point that you brought up about the fact that a lot of camps hire young kids. They're kids who have grown up at those camps and they've gone through maybe a LIT or CIT program. program right. And at 16 or 17, they're now in a very important position of responsibility. And it's a lot of responsibility. And some 16, 17-year-olds do have the maturity and the talent to do it, but on a whole, when you're dealing with kids who have needs beyond that of a very typical kid, easy, yeah. neurotypical <laughs> kid, it's just not there. And so it's important to ask those questions. What is the makeup? What are the demographics of your staff members? What does what do they look like? What do they do during the year? What experience and expertise are they coming to camp with? Right. And that's really important as well. Yeah. No, I, I can echo that. I my daughter spent the summer working at a at a camp for special needs kids this summer and they had three weeks of staff training, most of which was parent management. I was so impressed with what they were learning and with what she learned. And when I would talk to her on the phone on occasion, like at night or whatever, and I heard her interacting with the kids, I was amazed at what she had learned, right? She grew up in my house, like she knows this stuff, Mm -hmm. but it was pretty... It was pretty incredible um, what a difference it makes when a, when a counselor is really well prepared to manage complex kids. And as parents, if we think about Absolutely. how frustrated we can get, you know, imagine what that's like in the summer when you've got, you know, young people supervising young people, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Some of our, our parents have actually asked our counselors, will you come home with us? Right. Will you help teach me some of the things that you're doing? Because... My kid seems more regulated, seems calmer, seems happy. And so sometimes our our staff and just the way they approach it or say it, they just got that magic touch. Love it. All right, so it's, we've only got a few minutes left, so we're going to take a break. I want you to give, give you a chance to tell people about how they can find out more about Camp Kodiak. Um, and then we got, we'll come back with, and i got one more sort of key question for you. So tell people Wonderful. how to find you. You can find us online at campkodiak.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash campkodiak. And Camp Kodiak is for our 6 to 18-year-olds. And we do have a young adults program for 19 plus, which is called Club Kodiak, the next step. So people can explore that as well. Yeah. 
That's awesome. And just, just so everybody knows, Kodiak is K-O-D-I-A-K, campkodiak.com, I'm assuming? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Okay. And so it's yeah. a program, the basic program is for six to 18-year-olds, and then there's a young adult program for 19 plus. Um, okay. And that's pretty rare. That's hard to find. So that's great to know. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to come back. We, we only have a couple of minutes left, but I want to ask you about the value of kids with complex issues like ADHD and high-functioning autism choosing a summer program, a summer camp, and, and going away from home for a period for, to a camp mm -hmm. like Kodiak. Because a lot of parents feel like, my kid can't do it. They're mm -hmm. not ready. And I know from my experience that I'm a, I'm a firm believer in camping because it's, that's when my kids learned was in the summer, right? When there was no mm -hmm. school to stress them out, they actually learned so much. So talk a little bit about the value of, of this experience for our kids. Summer camp can change lives. And I know that sounds like a very trite kind of statement, but it really can. We yeah. have one of my favorite camp stories was a young boy. He was only six at the time. And he came to camp. And at the end of camp, his, his mom called the office and spoke to my dad and said, Dave, you won't believe what, what my son just did. And my father was really concerned. He's thinking, oh, no, what just happened? <laughs> and she said... She said, I spent all of this time washing and folding all of his laundry from camp and I brought it upstairs and then the phone rang and I got distracted and I went back a while later and I couldn't find any of the clothes. They weren't sitting in the basket on his bed anymore. And I thought all of these hours put into doing all of this. And she said that she asked him what happened to all of that clean laundry. And he said, I put it away. That's what we do at camp. And she was floored. She was floored in the most positive way. And she was so excited. She just had to call and share that story because here was a life skill that was really hard for him to latch onto at home. But because it was an expectation at camp, it was no big deal. And he was right. able to transfer that to home. Yeah, it is really quite amazing how they come home with this level of confidence and capacity, right? Like they, mm -hmm. camp gives them this environment to step into their capacity and holds, holds the, that they can do it. And very often as parents, Absolutely. we're so busy doing so many things for them, I think we forget. And then there's the value of not having parents around, right? There's, there's a mm -hmm. lot that. <laughs> You know, we love our kids and how will I love you if you won't go away? You know, there's a, there's a true advantage to that separation because mm -hmm. it lets them grow. It lets us breathe. And when we come back together, we can reconnect in a very different way. Absolutely. And the independence and resiliency that yes. campers develop by being away from home, being in a new environment, or if it's a returning camper, there are always new kids. There are new things going on. So being able to manage the excitement and also stress of those new situations is really important because they need those types of skills for life as well. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Ilana, we are at time, believe it or not. I told you it would go fast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank it you did. for being here with us. Our guest has been Ilana Stock from Camp Kodiak in north of Toronto, Yes, we're kind of middle Ontario. Ontario is a big province, so 
we're kind of mid-Ontario. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. And a beautiful, placid camp environment for, for kids with neurotypical kids as well as, as a real specialty in, in working with kids with ADHD, learning disabilities, high-functioning autism, and other complex issues like that. So thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. And My pleasure. Thank you all for, for joining us and listening in. You can find more resources about Camp Kodiak at campkodiak.com. And of course, tons and tons of resources for you as parents to support you in taking a coach approach to parenting on impactadhd.com. Uh, lots of resources. Join us for the next podcast. And thanks for being here. Have a great day, everyone. Take care. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.